And sometimes people confuse the absence of happiness or joy for negativity for or depression or boredom. And that's not the case. So just because you don't have happiness in your face or you're not laughing at the moment doesn't mean there's a negative there because there isn't. There's a neutral. And in that neutral, you find peace. Welcome to an episode of Find Your Voice, a movement led by yours truly, Aaron Dew, a guy who has overcome crippling anxiety, adversity, and difficulty like so many of you in life, whose main goal now is to help you combat your excuses, take control of your life, write your own story, and most importantly, find your voice. So now, without further ado, I welcome the host of the show himself, Mr. Aaron Dew. What's going on, people? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Find Your Voice. My name is Aaron, and as always, I am the host of the show. So today, I'm delighted to be able to bring to you Alexander Walker on to today's episode of Find Your Voice. Now, Alexander actually appeared on our neighboring podcast, The Black Country Blokes, where he gave a lot of insightful knowledge and tips and tricks, and just a little bit more into what he does as a field, which I think is going to massively help you guys as listeners as well because he comes from an experienced background he does clinical hypnotherapy counseling he works with people who have suffered with depression anxiety and so so much more but again i'm going to let alexander explain that as we go through the show so firstly before i begin alexander how are we doing today i'm doing very well thank you thank you Aaron, uh, for inviting me on today's uh podcast it's a pleasure you're very very welcome so as we briefly touched on prior to starting this episode i'm fascinated by trying to understand why people do what they do and I don't just mean that on a micro level I also mean in terms of like the occupation as well so I've just mentioned some of the things that you do so if you wouldn't mind Alexander if you could just firstly just tell us a little bit about yourself so the listeners can understand who we have on the show today but also how you got into doing the work that you're doing today. Yeah that sounds fine Uh, so uh, I'm originally from uh, Briley Hill so I grew up in a sort of regular sort of working class background, um, didn't really relate very well to my, my family. Um, so I wasn't too sure what was going on there. Uh, growing up, I became a sort of very sort of insular, quiet child. Um, growing up, I had to try and find an identity for myself. I didn't really fit in. I wasn't interested in the usual stuff that other boys uh, typically are interested in at that age. I wasn't particularly academic either. I was more interested in the creative arts, uh, drawing, painting, listening to music. Drama was a very big passion of mine at school. Um, Then I moved into other areas and then I went into psychology. I studied psychology and criminology, which I found very exciting, very interesting. People's motivations, not all of us are criminals. Um, So why people chose to go into those areas and what conditions were brought about in the individual to make them into such a, a situation where they would go on to um, do the things they do. And a lot of this was to do with, again, mental health and uh, suffering, anxiety, depression. These kinds of things would build up and uh, motivate people to make probably the wrong choices. Uh, from then on, I experienced, as most people do, depression. Uh, very suicidal in my later teen years, sort of a loss of identity, not knowing who I was, where I wanted to go. And I had a lot of inbuilt anger, uh, built-in anger, sorry. And unable to express this, I did uh, a couple of times around the age of 19 attempt uh, some suicide, um, uh, which was uh, obviously a setback. 
I was unsuccessful, obviously, and looked into some mental health uh, support. And from then, I kind of was still kind of lost. And I went through the, the sort of services that people uh, go through, uh, medication, uh, speaking to somebody. But it still wasn't getting, it still wasn't relating to what I, I felt I was the problem. And I didn't really know what the problem was either. So I knew what it wasn't. And then from then, it's been like a kind of search for me to try and find out who I am. What was this, this depression that seemed to have been with me throughout my, the majority of my life, really? I found hypnotherapy early on at university. I then went back to this later on. And it really is explored and communicated with my unconscious and found a lot of interesting, insightful answers. And then that sort of relief when you sort of understand, when you finally sort of identify what the problem is. And then from then on, what your identity is, what you identify with, and then where, what you want to do with the rest of your life. And for me, the rest of my life was helping others um, get through that depression and anxiety. And that really brings us up to date as to where we are now. Wow, what a fascinating story. So I always find that most people, when they go through some level of adversity, a little bit like myself, that when we kind of find out how we've got over it and we've overcome that, we then want to help everyone else. I feel the same. I always feel the obligation that if I hear something that's incredible or something that's moving, I'm like, I need to tell everyone this. So I time collapse their journeys and make their life a lot easier as well. So if somebody didn't want to do hypnotherapy are there any sort of recommendations that you would recommend if somebody came up to you and said Alexander I'm really suffering with depression but I'm not doing hypnotherapy what would you recommend okay yeah absolutely so <clears throat> with hypnotherapy there's many sort of different variations there so again with depression um, again there's it depends the kind of depression that they're talking about you need to identify the kind of personality that that person is and what they want if they just want to address the symptoms but they don't want to do hypnotherapy you first kind of find out why they don't want to do that and they, they may tell you oh because they you do this and this and then you, you find they find out that you don't do this it's actually this technique i will say the techniques are pretty kind of the same thing they're just either done with or without relaxation and that's basically what hypnotherapy is from my point of view it's it's relaxation and then they do the techniques. So stuff like CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, is something they can very easily do. And that's just kind of hypnotherapy without the relaxation first. You can go to your local NHS websites and there's a, a lot of self-help guides on there. Some perfectly acceptable and more to the point sort of validated um, strategies to help if you feel that could help you. And that's as, that's as much as you want to do. You want, just want to get rid of a symptom and you don't want to know too much about it, just get rid of it and get on with your life. And that's a very short, simple uh, route to go about it. Now, usually people come to me who've been through the short, simple routes, and there's still something there that's not quite right. So <clears throat> going back to your actual question, I do apologize. Um, so what do they want? Well, it's simple stuff, isn't it? Like, you know, like exercise, it is getting out the house or getting out the apartment and breaking those uh, routines of cycles of depression. You probably, I mean, a lot I hear of people sleeping on, on their sofa, falling asleep on their sofa or in the chair watching TV, and so they don't go to their bed. This is a big thing because you need that transition, that cutoff in your mind of going to bed. 
So I would be asking them to look at their sleeping arrangements. Is their bedroom messy? Do they do a lot of work or study or playing games or whatever in their bed? If the answer is yes to any of those, make your bedroom uh, more suitable for resting. It's not a place for you to study, to play games, to watch TV. So you need that mind space where you sort of undress your personality. You take off your worries of the day and you rest in that room. That's a big help for a lot of people. And they don't, they're not aware of it. They'll go to sleep watching TV. The light from the TV, from the laptop, from their phones will mess with their brains and make their brain think that it's still so daylight. So then they get that uh, delay of melatonin in their brains to actually get them to sleep. So they don't have good enough sleep. So that's a simple strategy uh, to promote sleep. Um, and again, it depends on the symptoms. Uh, what symptoms do they have? I mentioned we mentioned exercise. Um, let me just think. If you're looking at say thought problems, if you have a lot of negative thoughts, there's a couple of very simple ways to deal with this. You may have heard of this. It's simply stopping the thought, being aware of your consciously being aware of the thought when it happens, when it starts, and then you just simply stopping that thought and bringing in a positive experience. Now, this is a simple way to say that is. Don't think of a negative thought, think of a happy thought. And that's okay, but I like to use the idea of write down five positive experiences that happened to you in your life. And then for, say, an hour, what you want to do is sit down, make sure you can see a clock, and for 17 seconds of every minute, you think of that positive thought. You think about it in all your senses. So feel it, think it, uh, smell it, uh, taste it, hear it, in whatever way. Enhance your imagination around that experience. Put yourself into that moment. Turn up the color, the sights, the sounds. Really feel it and breathe it into your body. Yeah. So you're breathing in the experience. So the memory becomes really sort of enlarged and really, really sort of visceral and, and sort of strong. The 17 seconds of each minute. Then you go into the next. Uh, thought the next positive experiences now maybe you only have about three maybe you can think of ten but the idea here is to write down as many as you can as you want to and then go through that hour 17 seconds of each minute you think about that one you breathe it and you do all those exercises I've just told you and then you move on to the next one you take a break within each minute and then you go on you do 17 seconds of that experience there are variations to this technique. You can just simply think of one for 15 minutes or five minutes and then move on to the next one. So the variations in time, but that's a, a sort of more detailed step-by-step um, -step of the think, stop thinking of a negative thought, think of a happy thought. That's more of a detailed process and that's really what you need to be doing. Okay, you do that for an hour a day, you are smiling much better. You are smiling more, you just feel fantastic. And uh, so that's one sort of strategy you can do at home. Do it properly though, that's my point. Do it properly, not to just think of a happy thought, breathing. Absolutely, I think with that last bit as well, when you were talking about using all your senses, i.e. feeling it, thinking it and tasting it, I think you need to be in that state, um, especially for myself when I used to do affirmations as well. Um, I, I couldn't get any positive benefit from my affirmations when I would just say it. Oh, I feel strong. Yeah, it's not it's not working. Whereas when I was really putting myself in that moment where I was thinking of moments where I felt strong, where I felt proud of myself or courageous, those moments I almost got emotional during those. 
and and that's kind of I suppose where we really want to take it so just on that I'm playing devil's advocate here I was just writing some notes um and I could be entirely off by the way is this a tool that if we do it it's gone forever or is it something that you'll need to consistently keep doing for the rest of your life the technique I've just discussed is a way to promote general uh well-being okay it's a way to for you to start feeling good about yourself and for you to remind yourself of the positive things you have done in your life and that you can come through and you can experience good good things in this life so that's really what that is addressing now if you're talking about in the moment where you get angry at something then there is a there's a different strategy there too what i would suggest which you probably are already aware of is you depending on your level of anxiety or anger in that moment you may need to just simply a behavioral strategy is leave the situation one of the things i teach um self-relaxation we count down from 10 to 1 with each descending number you just relax the muscles in your head relaxing the muscles from the top of your head all the way down to your feet relaxing all those muscles with each descending number from 10 from 1 to 10 uh, it doesn't matter which way you do it, from 1 to 10 or 10 to 1. It doesn't matter. The point is that is a very simple technique, relaxation technique you can use. Okay, You take yourself away from the situation. Now, depending on how good you are, the next kind of step would be to be aware. It's a mindfulness technique. It actually all comes from hypnotherapy anyway. But mindfulness is to be aware of the anger. So you be aware of the anger and you, you sort of observe it like a scientist. You sort of step outside yourself, observe the anger is coming there. And then once you observe it, you're sort of dissociating from it. You're not being the anger, you're observing the anger. Okay. And then you can allow it to disappear and it does simply leave you. Now, between the, I always used to be of the, the understanding for me, because I used to have terrible anger all the time. People would just very easily irritate me. And my, my understanding was I can't tell somebody, I, I can't tell myself to stop being angry if somebody upsets me. It's like saying, um, uh, don't get burned when you put your hand in the fire. The fire is hot, I'm going to get burned. So this was always my rationale. Until somebody wiser than me said, well, let's look at it this way. Somebody insults you or they say something to you and you get insulted by that or you get upset by that that is something they have done that whatever they have said is a is a stimuli external stimuli it comes from the outside to you now you can understand that but your response is still your choice this is your choice to respond to it and you can respond to it with anger and perhaps you do immediately start to feel angry at it but your response to it how you then choose so you find the gap. There's a gap there where there's a choice. <clears throat> and I'm a, I'm a very visual person. So I like to see that gap sort of getting bigger and bigger with the word choice, getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And that just allows me more time to respond and to calm down and to, again, be that sort of observer. I think, okay, you've done something there. You've, you initially upset me. I can't tell whether you meant to do it or you didn't mean to do it. But that practicing of understanding there's a choice that you can make to in that response there's a choice there there's a gap there for choice and once you start to see that you can then obviously make the appropriate choice you're still going to get a bit upset and that's fine because as i say you observe it you observe the anger and you let it go then don't become the anger because we become the anger 
we become the anger. And that's not us. That's not you. You are not your feelings. This is another thing. You're not your feelings. You're not your thoughts. They are not you. They may be a part of you, but they are not you. So you can observe them and let them go or clear them. That's incredible. That that was amazing. Thank thank you for sharing that. So um, obviously I was making notes throughout that. So observing it from the outside, almost looking at it from like a clinical perspective mm. and not being yeah. the anger. I think that's really, really important. And I think I'm at that stage actually. So I have to give myself some credit in terms of initially it was always the other person's fault because they lit the match that obviously started everything and it was always <laughs> their fault if they just stopped nothing would happen and at the same time I, I even tried tactics like just leaving the room for example I've been in areas where I could see this escalating and I've just had to literally move myself out of it but I don't want that I want more control and I think as you were saying that that gap of a choice that where you have that power and I think that's quite empowering in itself just thinking about that that we have a hundred percent control of everything that we do so it might take us time, but if we can just think that, and as you were saying, I'm quite a visual person as well. I just had the word choice in like big, bold, double letters, just mm. expanding, almost like when you're on word art and you're just expanding the, the font size. And it just made so much sense. So thank, thank you so much for sharing that. And obviously the rundown from the 10 to one seconds with relaxing muscles. What I'm going to actually do is put these in the show notes as well, obviously with all your details. So they can practice this. And when they see that it works, then obviously hopefully they can contact you. So I want to segue ever so slightly. So this is fascinating because I was writing some other stuff earlier and you mentioned stuff about, I think it was criminology and people people's motivation. Now, this is just something for me, really, that I'm interested in why people do what they do. Did you ever find any sort of themes or commonalities between people who act, let's say, in a bad way uh, as opposed to just normal people? Was there something that you could identify in somebody's personality and you might just think, hmm, let's just be, let's just be wary here. I'm, I'm just being curious here. If the person feels that it's somebody else's fault, that they are not in control and the world is giving them a bad deal, then they will, no, sorry, they will be more inclined to justify exacting revenge on others in whatever way they see fit. So if you believe that everything that happens to you is happening to you without your control, you have no self-control, you are not responsible in your life, you are a victim, if you believe that, then that brings in the, the rationale of somebody's done it to me, so I'm going to do it to somebody else. And that is a very, obviously, it's a very poor way of, of looking at life. You are, you're not able to be in control of your feelings and you start, you're, not, you're not enjoying life because you're just seeing people uh, and others in situations out of your control. Everything is out of your control. And so that must be a very terrifying life. So what do you do? You gain control by perhaps doing it to somebody else, doing it on someone unsuspecting. Now, not everybody fits this, um, but I think it's a good, I think it's a good rule of thumb. Uh, so what you, what you want to be doing is being aware of you have choices. And again, you can respond. However, you have that choice to respond, however you want to respond to others. If they have harmed you in a way, there's all, there's, you know, acceptance i know there's a big thing about acceptance you accept it you forgive them uh some people say you shouldn't you shouldn't forgive and other people say you should forgive um and then there's this the the, the metaphor it's like holding a, a hot stone in your hand uh it burns you it's for somebody else but it's actually burning you because you're holding it i think these are all very good you don't necessarily have to forgive the person you just have to have forgiveness if it's difficult for you to forgive a person, then just have forgiveness for the act. 
it, it's about holding grudges. If you if you can clear that, if you can move on from that, because it's all about your perception. It's never it's never really about what has happened to you. It's how you perceive the actions to have been to you. So two very different people can go through a similar experience and have very different responses to it. So there's it's a part of that is about external uh, locus of evaluation. Are you in control or do you have an internal locus of evaluation? You are in control and you can you have the choice to respond. Absolutely. Actually, Ro, as soon as you started talking and you mentioned the type of character traits, I read victim mindset. So that's one of the things that I I try and encourage the people who listen to this not to have a victim mindset, to take accountability for everything. And I think by putting myself on loudspeaker as well for all of my vulnerabilities or areas I can improve on, I hope that other people find the courage and strength to do that. So that's really interesting. And on forgiveness, I think forgiveness actually comes down to more for yourself in order for yourself to move forward. And my story, which is going to come out, we're on episode 85 or 86 now, it's coming out for episode 100. And there is so much power in forgiveness because the person I was prior to forgiving, you didn't want to be around. I was a victim. Everything was, the world's happening to me. Why did this have to happen to me? And my perspective on that was completely different. So thank you for sharing that. I think that's going to be really, really useful. What I want to do now then, Alexander, if I may, is I want to look a little bit more personal into, into yourself because I think it's fascinating the work that you're doing now. Even just in this short amount of time, you've given us so much information and so many tools that if we just dissected this episode, there's tools to help us with our anxiety, to help us with depression or to just combat our anger. So that's incredible. So thank you so much for that. But tell us about yourself. Tell us about what you do now on a daily basis, not to fall back into those traps, knowing exactly what you know now. So I'm talking more from a perspective of a routine. What kind of things do you do personally on a daily basis? Okay, so there are very minute things I do, very minute, very small uh details i do in my daily routine which may seem very insignificant but for me helped me and then there are more sort of philosophical things that i do so in a day-to-day routine the important thing is make your bed make your bed it's just such a clear thing of something has finished the night yesterday is finished and now today is a new day make your bed it makes you feel better about yourself it just does uh it's personal hygiene um you brush your teeth you, you, you know you, you clean your hair you, you shower if you need to some people can't shower every day but every other day then it's it's the small things that that really <clears throat> for me are important um i've started it sounds ridiculous but um i started wearing more comfortable uh underwear which is more sort of um ergonomic more sort of suitable when i was uh, at secondary school i had these awkward sort of like tight ill-fitting pants and for the rest of my life i just bought those pants and i didn't know that they were like better fitting underwear and i didn't realize how angry and annoyed i was because of uncomfortable underwear so it's a, it is about self-care in every minute detail i think uh wearing socks without holes in just puts me in a better mood you know if you've got a sock with a hole in it, be aware that's going to put you in a bad mood. And just that pair of socks without a hole in it puts you in just a slightly better, more relaxed mood. So these are sort of physical uh, things that I actually do. Now, more sort of more philosophical uh, ways. You take a moment and you acknowledge the moment. Now, right now, 
um, I don't want to leave sort of dead air, but if I were to acknowledge this moment, I'm sitting down, I'm in a room, there is silence and peace around me and I'm breathing and I have my health. And it's not that I feel happy, it's that I don't feel unpleasant and that I don't feel negative. I feel sort of neutral. And sometimes people confuse the absence of happiness or joy for negativity, for or depression or boredom. And that's not the case. So just because you don't have happiness in your face or you're not laughing at the moment doesn't mean there's a negative there because there isn't, there's a neutral. And in that neutral, you find peace. So it could be sim a simple thing like shutting, leaving, getting out of your car and closing the door or leaving your house or your, your apartment, closing the door. In that moment, just acknowledge the moment. It's neutral, it's peaceful. And then you start to notice more and more moments like this where you can be thankful. I use, um, I don't know if you know of uh, Ho'oponopono. I think I said that right. Ho'oponopono is a sort of... Um, a way of sort of relating to the world. It's, it's about, again, it's about forgiveness. It's like the prayer is, uh, uh, I'm sorry, uh, please forgive me, thank you, and I love you. And you just sort of repeat this kind of thing to yourself. And it's about, it's, it's sort of like a clearing process. Whatever you're, um, whatever you're feeling, uh, say if you're feeling upset or irritable, you can go through this process. And it's of the idea that everything in the world, you are responsible to some degree of everything that's happening in the world. And so you could simply say, I'm sorry for the fires in Australia. Uh, I'm sorry for the, uh, the terror attacks in, uh, in London. I'm sorry for uh, that guy who's the president of that country. <laughs> whatever you want to do, um, whatever it is. Uh, and say, sorry, thank you, and I love you. And you can do this to parts of your body as well. Uh, I'm sorry for the abuse I gave you all those years. Uh, I'm sorry to my lungs for all those years I smoked. I smoked so heavily for many years. Uh, I'm sorry to my lungs. Thank you for being there. Thank you for helping me. Um, you know, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you, and I love you. And you can go through this process with anything and anyone in any situation. And again, this practicing, <clears throat> doing it with your body, doing it just with the house, your apartment. You can do this with trees. You can do this with objects. Uh, just being thankful. It's really about being thankful and acknowledging this. If you're thankful to the world, thankful to other things and ask for forgiveness, you just, again, you feel better. It's a healthier mindset to have rather than forget that guy and forget that woman and forget that uh, country or whatever. It's a better acceptance, better way of being. So that's more of a philosophical thing that I do. I love that. I, th I think that's such an interesting perspective. I was um, laughing as you said the socks. So when you said the socks, there's nothing worse than when I go to the gym and then I jump in the shower, I come back and then one of my socks either has a hole in it or it's not the matching yeah. pair. And what happens <laughs> is the wife's mixed her sock in with my sock and it's not, it's not coming all the way up. So it's kind of down to my heel and it's really frustrating mm -hmm. and it's just so uncomfortable. But it's funny because when you said that, just that little bit of happiness, if you can just make these small little changes that will literally make the difference between you just going down on a spiral for the rest of the day or just staying either neutral or moving positive and then the other point i just want to reiterate which i think is so so important is that absence of happiness is neutral and it's not negative and people need to recognize this and this is a again it's like a self-care thing 
So everything about that is fantastic. The last point I just want to ask you is, could you spell that? I'm going to say H-O apostrophe uh, then O-P-O-N O-P-O-N-O Ho-Oponopono. I've got it. I'm not going to try and say it. What I'm going to do is I want to put it in the show notes. So just to make my life a little bit easier. Yeah, I may have messed up the order, uh, but, but the order doesn't matter. Uh, just sort of acknowledging that you are responsible in some way for things. And that, again, you're sort of promoting uh, forgiveness in yourself and just telling yourself or whatever, whatever you believe in the universe or God or whatever, that you're sorry for whatever's happened. And please forgive me. And, you know, I love you. And just saying that to yourself. How often do you get people saying that to yourself? Say it to yourself because this is about self-care again. Absolutely. We we are very quick to say it to our loved ones and we don't say it to ourselves enough, even myself. So, for example, going in the entrepreneurial space, one of the things I would never tell myself is you're worthy of having a day off, for example. For me, having any time away from work was you're lazy, you're not moving forward. And even now, I say in the last six months, I give myself a random day off where I would just literally the playstation on or sit in front of netflix with a bag of chips and i'm just like listen this is my day i deserve it your body deserves it and i'll just say these kind of things so it's really strange somewhere somehow indirectly i've kind of been doing a bit of this which is why i think it's so powerful because it will help you and i recommend it to anyone we have to love ourselves first and foremost just in order to love other people so thank you for sharing that alexander that was that was fantastic and insightful so segueing again then i want to go to a time of adversity so one of the main things behind this show is looking at somebody's adversity through life and it could be when you went through depression but what I always try and do is spin that adversity that in hindsight adversity can be our biggest gift if we take the lessons from it or the teachings that it maybe taught us whether it's resilience or whether it's a way not to do that again or a way that we can maybe do it better so if you could just maybe give an example of anywhere in your life I mean it doesn't necessarily need to be that one of when you've overcame adversity and the lesson that he taught you, please? Yes. Let me see. I guess that first day, I remember going to my local college. Somebody said, oh, you can do psychology at uh, established college. And I said, yeah. And uh, they said, you should go there. I was like, yeah, I, I'm going to go next week. They said, no, I go tomorrow. And uh, I went and I was like, God, I feel like such an idiot. Um, and I'm like, excuse me, can I do psychology, please? And, uh, and I spoke to people and then I, I, I did it. And this isn't really about an, an adversity, moreover more than although things are scary, um, you find you can come through them and you do come through them. And it's simple things like that. Uh, talking to people can be a big, a big thing, I, I understand. And it led, simple things like this led me to move uh, to Thailand on my own live over there for like five years teaching it's you know having to articulate your thoughts in front of a class of children or adults it's a big thing and then that that led to me becoming a headmaster for a year uh, of a local school over there it's ridiculous stuff I personally would say I can't do that but I did do it so it's the it's really about the little things and and the, and that acknowledging it's okay to be terrified of doing something simple that other people may have no problem doing and that's okay because it's about you it's just about your own evolution your personal development let's not compare yours to theirs because it's about you this is a big deal for you it may be small for other people but for you it's a big deal and you got through it you got through answering the door and speaking to somebody uh you got through the interview it doesn't matter if you weren't perfect but you got through it yeah 
You got out the house at least once this week. You got out the house. You brushed your teeth. That's a big thing. Okay, that's good. I think that's such a powerful lesson there because we have to look at you as an individual, you as your journey, your personal development. And it's those small wins that are so, so important. So the problem many of us have is with social media literally in front of us 24 hours a day, that our small wins seem so insignificant. Yeah, actually for us, that is huge and we should be proud of that. So I'll just tell you another very, very quick story. I did a podcast this morning on somebody else's show. Now this individual, he's made for podcasting. He has a radio presenter's voice. He's done 2000 shows. And I used to listen to him four years ago. And I always used to say, I wish I could be as confident as this individual. Obviously, I still have my own style. I'm comfortable in my own style. This is who I am. I don't try and be like him. But 12 months ago, I made a goal that I want to get on his show. I was like, if I can do really well with Find Your Voice, maybe he'll have me on his show. Fast forward to today, I was on his show and he gets something like 200,000 listens a month. Absolutely incredible. I can't explain how anxious I was last night, last week. I generally get the flu, man flu, I call it, every few weeks. So I'm always got a tissue in my hand. And I was praying since December that please do not get a cold on this week. I need to have a clear mind. Anyway, long story short, wake up this morning and I can't breathe. So I've just walked into the living room and I said to the wife, I'm struggling. I need to breathe. So I've got some water. I've swirled it around my mouth. I've done some deep breathing, really tried to compose myself. Anyway, got through it. I didn't die. I'm still here as we normally are after these things. And it's funny because as I came out of it, there's always ways we can kick ourselves and say, I should have said this, or maybe I shouldn't have said this, or why did I start up? Actually, I said, I'm proud of myself. Now I feel so comfortable that I can do anything now. And I've brought this piece of kit here. There is a reason for this, by the way, Alexander. So I've brought this kit here. And when I started recording, I said to you at the beginning, I'm going to just throw in all my jingles all at once. So if it messes up, it messes up. It's the first time I'm actually trying it. I brought this in October. I've been too scared and anxious and nervous of trying it in case I press the wrong button and something happens. And I'm just thinking, what are you doing? But it's the little things. People might look at that and think, what a stupid example. But for me, I resonate with that story that you just said there because that little thing is important to me. So whatever is important to you as a listener, no matter how small or insignificant you think it is, I promise you, that small win is going to just compound and compound. And then all of a sudden you might find yourself living in Thailand, teaching people or doing incredible things like yourself. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate that. And, and it, because again, it, it is about you, isn't it? It's about how you interpret. And yeah, you can put stuff on social media. You might get shot down. I, I'd, I'd be cautious about doing that. It's really because once you can enjoy it in yourself, that's all you need. You don't need anybody else's likes. You have your own likes and you are good enough to have that. So get your own likes. Uh, your likes are good enough. That's all you need. Absolutely. I love that. So knowing everything that you know now, then this is just a bit of a quick segue before we go into the fun part of the show. With all your tools, with all your kits and knowing that you can overcome adversity, you can overcome whatever life throws at you. You've been at the darkest point of your life through depression. What's your biggest fear right now? My biggest fear is boredom and not connecting to others, not being able to connect to others. It was a big problem for many years, which resulted in my being angry and frustrated with other people and then using uh, humor to sort of mock other people. Uh, which kept me at a distance from them. And being able to accept others now at their level, which is could be higher, the same or lower than me, um, whatever, whatever you, you, know, you, you take that to mean, 
um, whether humor or intelligence or emotional intelligence or career wise or the level of or the level of learning or or in the relationship yeah whatever levels they are accepting that other people are at their own levels they have their own journeys stop comparing myself to them stop in feeling entitled to other to have other people connect with me find what i can and allow if i can't connect to somebody then that's that's okay and i guess it's about that i guess it's about uh for me when i used to be terribly bored now i'm not bored because i know what i'm doing I, I'm, I'm enjoying um, studying my therapy and helping people so before i was frustrated there was something i wanted to do and i wasn't doing it so i, I didn't have a plan or a purpose so I guess, again, being bored, uh, not being connected, not being able to connect with others. Um, but now, because I, I'm sort of self-aware, I know how to deal with that better. If you accept that you are other people at their own, on their own journey, going through their own lives, their own struggles, and I focus on me, what is it that I want? It's not Because people will distract you from your purpose. You go out and try and entertain and, 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 and socialize with people. Is it something you need to do or is it a distraction? Is this something you're not doing? It's the same. It's the same with drugs. It's the same with, uh, with anything really that what is the purpose? Is there a purpose behind it? And is it making you better or is it making you worse or is it keeping you stagnated? Are you not improving? And we should always be moving forward. So I guess changing my answer, not moving forward, I guess, yeah. stagnating. Absolutely. Which is kind of like boredom not connecting absolutely i love that and just on your point in relation to not comparing yourself and your journey one of the taglines behind this show is find your voice and write your own story and i always stress the word your it has to be your story but we can only ever find that when we find ourselves and we find our own voice and that's something that i can't explain how powerful it is that i just feel comfortable in the things that i used to hide growing up was the anxiety the being an empath where i would just as a guy just get emotional over the over the silliest things and the more i come out with that the less of a mask i need the easier it is because it's a hell of a lot easier being yourself than having to almost dress up like a superhero every single day and you just feel that more people resonate with your story as well so i just encourage people that if you really want to find your tribe or your circle or you want to make an impact or anything you have to be 100 authentically yourself so absolutely love that thank you for sharing that my pleasure thank you and on that note what we are going to do is go into the fun part of the show so this is the part of the show alexander where we ask you some random questions so it's not going to be based on your profession so it's just going to be based on finding out who you are and what kind of things you like so for the next 60 seconds what i'm going to do is i'm going to choose some questions here and just one word or one sentence answer replies only so whenever you're ready we're going to get started Yep. Okay, so the ability to fly or be invisible? Fly. The number one piece of advice for health? Self-care. Be aware of what you're not doing. The number one thing that annoys you? Ignorance. The best piece of advice anyone has ever given you? Try it. Money or fame? Hmm. I guess I'd say money. Your favourite movie? The Shining. Love that film. Your biggest mistake? Believing self-limiting beliefs. Your proudest achievement? Going to Thailand to meet wonderful friends and finally meeting my wife. Love that. If you had an extra hour a day, how would you spend it? Studying. If you could get the listeners to practice one thing 
for the rest of their lives after this episode, what would it be? Remember that this is your journey. <clears throat> so everything you do is for you and stop comparing yourselves with other people. Compare yourself with how you were yesterday and improve on today. I love that. And finally, what song best describes your life? Uh, song of the Sirens, Mortal Coil. Okay, fantastic. So we are kind of heading towards the end of the show now, Alexander. And the next question is about reflection. So one of the things I want to ask you is knowing everything that you know now, if you could maybe go back to a younger Alexander and whisper something in his ears just to let him know how to maybe move forward in his life, what would you say? They're not actually as confident as they appear to be. They are all just children and as frightened as you. And it's okay that you are frightened. And it's okay to be a child. Because we're all a child. We're all children. So take that child, look after that child, and keep it with you and make it happy. Because when you become an adult, you will have a much healthier relationship with the child within you as an adult. That's powerful. That's very, very powerful. And that does sadly bring us to the last question of the day. And the last question is about legacy. So if in 150 years time, science fails to save us, and all that exists is a book. And this book is about you. It's about your life. It's about all the weird and wonderful things that you've accomplished and achieved. Firstly, what would the title of the book be? And secondly, what would the summary at the back tell us about you? The title of the book would be Knowing What Was Unknown. Uh, the summary would be uh, on the back, I guess, a synopsis would be a reflection of uh, an alien becoming a human. That's interesting. I would definitely pick that up. Absolutely. Thank you. So just before I give you a chance to tell us how we can connect with you and hopefully the listeners can either use your services or just follow your work because I think it's fantastic. I think just in this very short episode, you've helped us so, so much. Are there any questions or is there anything else that you wish I may have asked you or you may want to leave the audience with? I just want to let people know that there are services out there and uh, the NHS do a fantastic job. They're just uh, underfunded and with a lot of people uh, needing services that there are queues. There is just really your perspective on life. How you interpret life is really your perspective, and you can change that perspective to make you to give you a better uh, way of being. Yeah, I love that. You can definitely change your perspective, and if you want to change your perspective, one of the things you need to do is follow Alexander after this show. So, Alexander, what is the best place that people can connect with you? Uh, yeah, you can uh, find me on Facebook, Alexander Walker. Um, but you can also go to my website, which is Alexander Walker CH, which stands for clinical hypnosis, uh, Alexander Walker CH.com. Or you can, I guess, uh, get my phone number. It's out there somewhere and uh, <laughs> you can contact me that way. Absolutely. Hopefully you don't get any dodgy calls, but all of that other stuff will be, <laughs> will be in the show notes for everyone just to make their life easier. I want to extend my hand once again and say thank you to Alexander. He did help us out on the Black Country Blokes podcast as well. So please do check that out as well. And for everyone else at home, thanks for listening. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. And remember, this podcast is absolutely free. So all we ask in return is for you to share this with a friend and drop us a five-star review over on iTunes. Have an awesome day.